0: This is the Emergency Medical Minute. Don's not here, but I still thought I'd talk about his favorite subject of just pain meds and all that stuff. Um, no, I, just, I read an interesting article that was looking at uh, Tylenol. Specifically, there was a question about IV Tylenol, and we've kind of, I think, hit that you know many times in the past. But bottom line is, is IV Tylenol does work. Oral Tylenol has not been sh- not shown to be inferior to that. But unfortunately, in the U.S., the cost is like 10 times that of other countries like Australia. So we have a certain pharmaceutical company to thank for that one. Um, however, you know, that's not really kind of what this uh, trial was about. Um, it was called the DEXACET trial. And what they were looking at was patients who underwent some kind of cardiothoracic surgery. So they had a sternotomy, and they were looking at a you know, very kind of meaningful benefit of, of pain medicines and those kind of things, which was delirium in the hospital and ICU. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. as you look at studies of like Tylenol and kind of this analgesic ladder, Tylenol definitely does help reduce you know, opiate use. Um, it's statistically significant. It's usually something like 28% down to 10%. By using Tylenol on a scheduled basis, you can really reduce a, quite a bit of opiate use. The problem is, even though it's sti- st- statistically significant, clinically significant is a little bit harder to measure. And that kind of plays into... I mean, I'm sure we all have heard it, and some of us have probably even said it, you know, that Tylenol doesn't work for me, or Tylenol just doesn't, you know, patients say that all the time, Tylenol doesn't work for me. And I think there's probably some misconception. I think there's definitely a large cohort of patients who just don't feel that buzz or that immediate relief, and so therefore Tylenol doesn't work for them. Um, And so I think that's kind of where these studies start to show that that clinically significant reduction in pain is a little bit harder, because patients you know, reporting of pain might be, you know, kind of different from what they're actually seeing. And they're seeing fewer other kind of backup pain that's given if they're getting scheduled Tylenol. So the patient may not think that it's working, but then they can look back and say, hey, this patient's actually getting far fewer opiates. Harder things to measure would even be long-term, you know, addiction or kind of, you know, weaning off of that or other kind of down-the-road complications of opiates. And that'd be something harder to measure in a study if you're looking at somebody in a hospital setting. Um, But what they found with this was delirium reduced significantly in patients who got scheduled Tylenol and the presumption is that it's far fewer opiates or other kind of you know, sedating medicines that they got while they were there. So, you know, kind of the bottom line is, you know, we might order Tylenol on a lot of patients. Some patients get kind of flustered or upset by that. Um, I think if we have that kind of understanding, hey, you know, it may not be enough for it, but if we can reduce the other stuff, there's certainly going to be fewer complications down the road. Um, and that can hopefully help people get on board with some of that as well. But I think we have seen a big shift in general with our patient population. So that's it for today. Thanks, placebo
1: Emergency Medical Minute is, and always will be, about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.